Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Jun Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. I hope that you are doing very, very well. So I apologize that this episode is coming out one day later than I would have preferred, but we have returned. Our world traveler, Andy, is still globetrotting about somewhere in Eastern Europe. So I've once more called upon my new super sub, Scott Monroe. He was on the previous episode and correctly predicted that Roma were going to defeat Fiorentina 3-1. So I had to give him the platform to take a bow and to brag a little bit before I bring Scott on. A big thank you to our newest patrons over at Patreon. Abdullah Al-Kudari, Riley Callahan, and Yevgeny Bosilov. Thank you all so, so much for your support and to, of course, our other wonderful patrons who make this and the website possible. So before I bring Scott back on, a couple of notes regarding the transfer market. So... Roma, they have been saying the same thing to everybody, that it's going to be very, very difficult to acquire another name before the end of the window, unless they are somehow able to offload the likes of Fazio, Pastore, Inzonzi. I don't have to go through the entire list. We all know the names of the, the guilty parties who are still sucking up Roma's wage bill, yet having no part within the team. You, you have to absolutely give Pedro credit for that because at least he was willing to accept a fairly reasonable buonuscita, which is more or less a payoff in order to terminate his contract with Roma. So I have to absolutely give him credit, okay? Meanwhile, I, I hate to make the Javier Pastore jokes because what you have here is a guy who knows, he knows, and he is doing so by the Instagram uh, videos and posts that he is absolutely leeching off Roma. He is earning four and a half million euros net per season. And he has no intention, zero intention at this moment to enter into a negotiation to terminate his deal. He knows he will never get this sort of wage anywhere ever again. This was his last big contract, so to speak. Uh, Roma and Monchi in particular got it wrong and now they are paying the consequences of the mistakes of Monchi. So uh, Pastore, that, that is not going to happen. Fazio is, is difficult. Now, one of the teams that came forward for him was Genoa. They have decided to go elsewhere with uh, Napoli's, or I should say former Napoli defender Maximovic. So Genoa is no longer a destination for him. Uh, Davide Santon, his agent, 
I spoke with him this morning, and he said, we will see when I asked what, uh, what, what the future holds for him, if we could see an exit, perhaps, of the Defender. And then there is also Nzonzi, who is currently doing the exact opposite of what Pedro did. Now, Nzonzi is represented by his father, okay? And this guy is about as cheerful as a kick to your groin, okay? This guy, he, he is, he's just miserable anytime I talk with him. He recently appointed a new agent. I've never heard of this guy before. I think he's based out of Israel. I, I could be mistaken, but he has appointed an agent. Well, I, I shouldn't say new. He appointed him about a month ago to try and help him expedite the process of finding a club for the Frenchman. And he has garnered a couple of offers, but his father is asking, as far as Bonuchita goes, he is asking for more or less the entire season's wage in order for Nzonzi to terminate his contract, which of course totally uh, it totally defies the purpose of Bonuchita. You're at least, the, the point of it is to save yourself at least some money. Nzonzi earns about three and a half net million euros per season. So this guy is, again, notoriously difficult to deal with. I, I don't know how this one is going to end because he is motivated to leave. Nzonzi has made it clear that he, he would prefer, by a very large margin, not to just sit for an entire year just to get paid. And I think he's made that clear to his father. His father, of course, is not making that very clear to any of the media members that he speaks to. But until he lowers his request, that one's going to be very, very difficult. Uh, Robin Olsen, we'll see how that one goes. But I think he is going to accept the move back to England. Until at least two or three of these guys go, it's going to be, I, I won't say impossible, but extremely, extremely difficult for Roma to make any further additions in the transfer market. But who knows, maybe something develops very, very late, yet very, very quickly, which could give Roma the, the breathing room that they would need in order to go out and get the defensive midfielder that I think everybody would agree that, that they need at this moment. So that's where it stands. Everything at the moment is currently blocked. So having said that, let me bring Scott on now as we go over the victory over Fiorentina. All right, Scott is back. Roma 3, Fiorentina 1. Ideal fashion, right? That was about as... I, I won't say straightforward because I have to be frank with you. Fiorentina was much better than I expected. But still, I, I don't think I was ever that worried, to be honest with you, even when they conceded that chance. But what what did you make of everything last night? How did you feel? First impressions? I got the prediction right, didn't I? On the uh, you did. On the, pre on the previous part. Oh, bloody hell. I'll have the lottery numbers for next week. Um, <laughs> to be honest, um, up until the sending off, I was a little bit scared because Shurintina did play pretty well. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I thought the sending off was pretty harsh. I thought the refereeing in the game was very strange. Plus, it this the whole week. It was very strange. It was. Plus, the weekend refereeing in Serie A has been really weird and. As football fans who love Serie A, we embrace it. We embrace the chaos. But um, I was really impressed with Roma. Actually, I was really impressed with both sides. I thought uh, at times, Vincenzo Italiano's Fiorentina side looked really, really good. He looked like he went to a back three and played like a 3-4-2 with Gonzalez and Vlajevic up top. I think Gonzalez will be a good foil for Vlajevic if he stays. But 
I was really impressed with Roma. I thought Tammy Abraham was ex- exceptional. Sorry, I think that he was. He, he was incredible. Yeah, I think him and at a push, Rui Patricia could be man of the match. I think was it seven saves that Rui Patricia was, made? Yeah. So I, I that's where I wanted to go next. I wanted to ask to you who, like, who your biggest surprise was. And I have to tell you, I started getting like a physical reaction. I had to take another sip of my Sangiovese to make sure that, you know, I was, I had to calm down before I started convulsing on the floor. That was about as impressive and steady as a goalkeeping performance. And most, um, I don't think I saw that many crucial saves in quite a long time. I don't want to say it was at the level of Alisson versus Atletico Madrid because that's always like the top tier, yeah, the gold standard that that comes to my mind. But if you just replace those episodes with Paolo Lopez, Robin Olsen, I just think we're looking at a much different outcome and result. Yeah, um, I think he's a more steady Eddie goalkeeper is like he did he did really really well for all uh, for Wolverhampton Wanderers um pre-season he didn't have the best but as we said last podcast we don't really count pre-season no results no. no it's all about fitness but I was really impressed with him um about the goal conceded it was actually a bit of slack marking uh, but he had no chance um I think was it Cristante that fell asleep it was it was I think that was probably his, his only mistake of the game. I thought Cristante played really well in the midfield. But, yeah, I was really impressed with Patricio. The the really good saves against Vlavic. And the, the one with the cross shot, which he had to parry out and then was cleared, was quite impressive. But, yes. yeah, um, I think he will do well for Mourinho. And as, as we said on Saturday's podcast, he will win Roma seven to ten points this season. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. I just, you know, we're so used to, I won't say unimpressive, well, I guess I can say unimpressive, unimpressive performances from the goalkeeper. It it finally feels like we have somebody who, listen, he's never going to be in the discussion with the, you know, Alisons, with the Neuers, with, enter whatever your hierarchy is. We can go on and on and on about that. But this is a guy who I feel like, Throughout his entire career, maybe, he was never talked about as among the top 10, okay? He he never seemed like he was in that discussion. But he's never talked about as the worst. Again, he's kind of like this very steady guy. And frankly, I think that's exactly what Roma needs. Yeah, a calm influence in goal. And with that, it gives uh, like an assurance with the defense and the midfield ahead of him. Like we didn't see that at times last season with Paul Lopez and Antonio Morante in goal. Um, we can talk about any game that they conceded more than two or three in them, and you think I'm losing more hair than I really should, and I, I might start drinking again. Um, but yeah, um, like I said, he did really well for Wolves last season. I think he was one of Nuno's first signings when they got to the Premier League in the 2018-19 season after his deba- after the debacle at Sporting Lisbon in Portugal where I think most of the squad got ripped apart after right. the the training ground the bust uh, up with the yeah supporters. bust up yeah but yeah um I think he'll do well for Roma I think Roma have got that really good steady Eddie goalkeeper where 
we needed that influence mm. in the last couple of seasons, which we haven't got, which sorry, which we didn't get. But now under Mourinho and with Rui Patricia and goal, I feel more calmer. I'm not like convulsing and not thinking, oh my God, we're <laughs> right. going to concede three or four and we're going to concede after every shot. But yeah, I just feel more ease and more, more tranquil now. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, well, I have to tell you, because, again, I, I, I started feeling just almost ill to my body because I... Before the match, I'm sure you saw what Chesney did. And it was funny. But it brought me back to the time. I don't know if you remember when they were playing uh, Bata Borisov in the Champions League. Remember that one where he, I could have sworn, he let one in that bounced in front of him. And I had to find it on YouTube. But when I searched for it, the first result I got was Robin Olsen against Genoa where the ball literally is on the ground and it just goes in between his legs and they're down one to, to zero after like two minutes. I thought, wow, what what steps we have made. We've actually made progress where you have a goalkeeper influencing the match. You brought up Tammy Abraham. I have to do a dance a little bit because Shamuradov was a guy that I I just couldn't believe how many people were down on his acquisition. Obviously, and I don't blame people for this, by the way. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody at all. But um, I did watch a lot of Genoa. Um, and back in January, I did a podcast. And I mentioned him as one of the players to look out for um, in the second half of the City Act campaign. Again, he was one of the very few players at Genoa last season that was worth anything. And, oh my gosh, between between he and Abraham, I, I just, it was remarkable when you juxtapose the way these two guys play, and compared to Dzeko, it is, I don't want to say champagne football, but maybe the closest thing to champagne football without the champagne. I mean, it, it kind of looks like we're watching a different sport at times, the way just how drastically different those two play. It's night and day from previous seasons. I've got nothing against Adin Dzeko. He did really, really no. well for Roma. But his, sadly, his time is up. And we've got in uh, a younger, hungrier, would you say more athletic, more oh, definitely. fluid front line where it can really cause damage. And with Zaniolo sadly missing the Salernitana game, I wouldn't be surprised me if Jose goes with like a 4-2-3-1 with Aldor maybe on one of the wings and Tammy Abraham up front. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask you about that uh, just before we go here. So he, he, um, have to edit this out. Okay. <laughs> um, one of the first questions that he was asked in the post-match was, did you consider moving to a 4-4-2 with Tammy Abraham coupled with uh, Shimoda Dov up front? And he admitted that, yes, this was something we discussed. We were talking about utilizing this 
Um, but we opted to go with the 4-2-3-1. It was difficult for me because Shamuradov is coming off a really good spell in preseason and in the conference league. Oh, I, I, I don't know who I have to pay to see that happen. I don't know if, if Mourinho, if Jose, if you accept bribes of any kind. But I want to see that. The only issue is, of course, I thought Pellegrini had a sensational match. That pass, oh, where Abraham hits it off the crossbar. Yeah, off the crossbar. I mean, that was uh, something you see out of PlayStation. I don't know how they would actually fit into that 4-4-2. I don't know what you do with Pellegrini. Maybe, maybe, I, I would be fine with that. But then, of course, I think you sacrifice uh, Mkhitaryan, Zaniolo. But, but anyway, that notwithstanding, me selfishly wanting to see that. Was there anybody who surprised you besides, obviously, the names we just mentioned? Um, if I'm kind of just throwing a name out there that maybe isn't being discussed today as much, I have to tell you, I was thoroughly impressed with how well Ibanez did against uh, Vlahovic because I thought he was going to give him major issues. Yeah, completely agree with that. And I think we we did see uh, Vlahovic switch to Vinya when Vinya yes. tucked in. And um, it was Vinya's debut, maybe a bit of nerves. And well, this, that's understandable. And playing in front of a crowd for the first time probably in 13, 14 months may have done that to him. But he looks a good player for the upcoming season. Yeah, but Roger Banya's played really, really well. Um, I did have some worries with him because he he is known to a little bit of an, an error, which we have seen in the past. Uh, but yeah, Banya stuck to him. Yeah, it was that it was a really, really impressive uh, first outing of the season from him. He did very, very well. I I was really, really impressed. Um. Last question. Were you surprised by his substitutions, A, and B, just in their general play, the way they uh, presented themselves against Fiorentina? What did you think of it? The the only, and I, I won't even call it a concern, but I was kind of surprised how much of a drop we saw, especially in that second half in the early stages of it. You... you you complimented Italiano in the, the episode from yesterday, and I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, even down a man, they had periods in this match where they were far better than Roma. Um, that was really my only concern with how they played yesterday. Other than a couple of instances, you, you mentioned Vigna, but as far as their approach, their play, even the substitutions I found quite interesting. It seemed like he was directly more so tried to send a message to Tiago Pinto by bringing on Bova instead of Diawara and Villar. What did you make of those, uh, both of those? I had a slight panic because I thought it it gone back to the three substitution rule and I was expecting social media to go into another meltdown like <laughs> it did when Mark Van Bommel made six subs in DFB Pokal the other week and they got kicked out, mm. uh, his Wolfsburg team. So, yeah, it was, it was four subs. I think both teams made four subs. I was impressed actually by both. Um, yeah, it, with the last sub, it did make a, and it made a like he was looking above to Thiago Pinto. Right. Yeah, look, we need a defensive midfielder. If I'm bringing a, a youngster from the Primavera side, and I've got Amadou Diawara who could be on his way out, 
and then Gonzalo Villar, who went onto social media last week saying, guys, stop it. You're talking nonsense. It does send a message to the hierarchy going, guys, I need a defensive midfielder before the window shut. But yeah, I liked uh, Mourinho's subs, um, bringing on Tremodorov at the right time when the Fiorentina defence was tiring. And they were 2-1 down. And I think that second goal may have deflated them. And then you could see Mm. they were really shattered when Tremodorov played that lovely through ball to Veritu to to net the third. But yeah, he brought Carlos Perez on at the right time because Pellegrini did get booked because that challenge was not a yellow card. Pyretto had a... I actually, I think he's probably one of the better referees in Serie A. But... I was just about to say that. I was actually yeah. surprised. Uh, do you want to give your verdict on the VAR? Were, bo- were both of them legitimate goals? So, exactly. Okay. Can, can somebody tell that to the Juventini? Knock it off. Come on. Seriously. I, I mean, Cristiano was offside. Or, uh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, it was Cristiano. He was offside. Stop it. Yeah, it, 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 it looked... Just barely, maybe a few, maybe a few hairs, but um, yeah, the refereeing I thought was abysmal, as you pointed out. Um, yeah, it's just strange. This week in general has been strange. But um, AS Roma stats, the Spanish uh, Twitter account, posted the uh, the stills of both incidents, and you you can clearly see, uh, clearly see. Sorry, get my words jumbled up. It's been a long day. Um, <laughs> but uh, that both. Mkhitaryan and Abraham uh, behind the last defender and you could see that as clear as day and I know both were very tight at the time I thought both of them looked offside but then you you slow it down VAR the the man in the booth finally made the right decision in the end I completely agree I was shocked because it seemed like early on with VAR nearly everything went against Roma so to see it now kind of flip the other way was great um only other concern I have if Roma don't bring in a defensive midfielder I don't know how you allow Veritu to continue to play like this Uh, listen he had the two goals but he does run about as if he his backside is on fire or something I mean the lack of positional discipline from him is is quite concerning at times because he he just looks like he couldn't care less what's going on behind him. It's it worries me. I have to be honest. It's like when you're a kid and you're given all the freedom and you just want to play football. That's what I get from him. Um, like last season, I wasn't against it because he backed it up with the goals. But then there was times last season where it was just VR playing as like the the one. And then the three defenders, and that was it. And I'm thinking, oh crap, we're in trouble here. Yeah. But, but then, no, nah, that is, yeah, that is one of my concerns. But if he backs up with two goals in most games, like he has probably for the last 13 months, I'm not against it. But then you can see that's why we need a defensive <laughs> midfielder who is disciplined in just staying in that role. Yeah, I definitely agree. If Pinto can somehow pull off a last-ditch effort to bring in the defensive midfielder that I think everybody agrees Roma needs now, 
especially after watching that first match, uh, I think you could that would be as close to a 10 of 10 transfer market as you could probably hope for. But of course, we will see. Um, Scott, where can everybody find you? Twitter, Scott underscore Monroe with a U. They can find your writing at Roma 360 They can listen to you on the La Magicast podcast, which you can find on Twitter at underscore La Magicast. And then what's the supporters trust that you write for? Again, I apologize. Trust STFC. It's the Swindon Town Trust. Uh, they did amazing work over the last, oh God, few years, and especially over the summer. Swindon Town, the club of my heart, which I've supported for 25 years. We had a, a lot of problems last season, and those guys did amazing work. Fantastic. Well, Scott, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. You have been a fantastic super sub for Andy, and you also correctly nailed the prediction on the very first match day of the season. I don't know if that has happened before, so we will undoubtedly do this again. Scott, thank you so, so much. No worries, John. Take care. All right, that is where we will leave it for this episode. We will be back later in the week to talk about, well, I don't know if we'll talk about the second leg of the Europa Conference League match. How excited are people about this? I, I I just assume that people are in the same boat as Andy and myself, where we are just not even remotely excited by this competition. But I hate to presume that everybody else agrees with us. So I know we've usually <laughs> used a pretty downtrodden tone anytime we bring up that competition so give us some feedback if you genuinely are excited about the conference league i'll i will uh, inject a little espressino into andy and myself's veins anytime it has to be brought up i guess the sense that i got from social media and even some of our patrons is that they couldn't really care less about this competition but again if people do care about it then again i will make sure uh, andy and i consume the correct substances that put us in a very uplifting mood to discuss the third tier of european club football competition so we will chat with you in a few days after the Conference League match and before this weekend's league affair against Salernitana. So, chat with you in a few days. Until then, ciao. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 